The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and you still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I'm still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. tired. I am grateful for consistency. <laughs> We've all been there. So as usual, I've got a question for you. Have you ever been there in a classroom or in a sporting uh, practice or event of some kind, and the teacher or the coach or someone like that hasn't shown up? Yeah. What happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stand around waiting, right? Yeah. Sometimes you'll uh, wind up playing a game with one another or talking or anything like that. Yeah, Finn. <laughs> so you're waiting and you're waiting for the teacher to be there to bring it to the next place and they're just not coming. Eventually they walk in, they say, where are you supposed to be, right? 
And I'm sure you all sit very quiet with your hands folded on your desk, staring straight forward. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> what else? I agree. What else? What else happens if the teacher or coach or somebody isn't there? Just a lot of that. It's hard to say, isn't it? It's hard to imagine when the teacher or coach isn't there. Well, today we have a story, don't we? We have a story where Jesus is telling his disciples that, hey, in a little while, I'm not going to be around. And in fact, Pentecost is the day when we celebrate the Holy Spirit, the one who comes after Jesus. The Holy Spirit's with us, but in a different way. You see, we don't get to look at Jesus doing things and then just copy Jesus anymore. We get to hear about Jesus. We get to read about Jesus. We get to see other people in our lives, but we don't get to walk beside Jesus in the same way. The Holy Spirit is there. And the Holy Spirit reminds me of a time where in my classroom once, the band director didn't show up. And so it's just 10 times greater than a normal situation, right? We all have noise-making instruments, and we're sitting in a class together, and the band director didn't show up. Now, this happened two, three times in my life, and two out of three times, we just evolved into chaos, right? It just was noise everywhere and all kinds of stuff. But I remember one time, and I think it was in middle school, I don't know how it happened, and I don't know why it happened, but we went from just kind of talking and chaos and everything else, and all of a sudden, a few folks just started playing one of the pieces that we were practicing beforehand uh, over the course of time. And more and more people joined in, and eventually we just played the whole thing through. And then we played another song. And we actually even played a third. And by the time we played the third one, the director came in and said, oh, I thought somebody was in here. <laughs> you guys are doing what you're supposed to be doing, you know? I think the Holy Spirit's kind of like those moments where what we're supposed to be doing is so interesting and cool and compelling that we do it without even the boss standing in front of us, right? Without even our teacher or coach being right there saying, hey, you got to go do this. Sometimes we just want to. In our lives, I think Jesus puts some things that are so good that we just kind of want to do them whether or not we see Jesus standing right beside us. I think that's the Holy Spirit. On this Pentecost, I want to make sure that we know what some of these things are. Now, I'm not going to list them all. There's quite a few of them. But centrally, forgiving one another is a part of who we are. That song that's just so compelling that we want to play it even when we don't see the boss around forgiving one another. And loving one another is just like it. That thing that's so cool and so interesting, we just want to do it, whether or not a boss is around telling us to do it. The neat thing is, I've seen all you. And I've seen you forgive one another, even when someone's not telling you to forgive. And I've seen you loving one another, even when someone's not telling you to be loving. You're already out and about doing it. 
you're already in a band, already playing, already doing these wonderful things. Today, you're going to see two people stand up. You're going to see Ava. You're going to see Diana. They're going to stand up in front of you at this service and at the later one. And they're trying to tell you and us and even themselves to a certain point that they've seen this Holy Spirit thing so much. They've seen God so much that they want their whole life long to be about it. They want their whole life long to be playing that music of forgiveness and love, whether or not someone's there telling them to do it. You know, that's the hope. That's the hope that we have for all of you here. That's the hope that I have for my own life and everybody. So this week, I want you to look for places where no one's telling you to do anything. You might be on your own playing, or you might be on your own waiting, or you might be on your own looking for the teacher to come around. Look for those spaces to be loving and to be forgiving. Still be fun. Still be the exciting people that you are. And just keep playing that music, even when the boss is around. Does that make sense? Cool. Should we say a prayer? Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the Spirit, the one that we cannot see but helps us to do really great things. I give you thanks for forgiveness and for love and for all the times when the boss isn't around and we still do wonderfully good things. Be with each person here. Help us to look for those moments and help us to keep playing beautiful music. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being here, guys. Go back to your seats. In the name of Jesus, amen. In today's gospel, we have one more time of looking backwards at what Jesus said or did in his life with the disciples as we mark a time when Jesus now sits at the right hand of God. We mark the time when the Holy Spirit, the one that we cannot see, but it certainly moves is among us, creating in us, clothing us with power, to use Jesus' own words, to do the holy work in our lives that we're called to do, those special things that we're called to be. We talk so much about the Holy Spirit, and we talk so much about being holy people, God's chosen people, that from time to time, I think what gets buried is the way that holy is meant to be separated, different. I know a few years ago, we went over what the word holy means, but just as a reminder, the word holy means special and set apart. Something that's special and set apart. Inside that specialness and inside that set apartness, some people have come to learn the term holy as favored or preferred. Some people have come to use the term holy as something that is wanted versus unwanted. I think the best term of holy is something that is different and set apart. 
After all, we already have scripture that says that God loves the world. We already have scripture that says while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We already have scripture that talks about God's love for all people. And so it wouldn't make sense for God now to choose one person over and against another. That would work against scripture. Inside our scripture, we understand ourselves to be holy and cold and set apart, but we also understand God to love all people. And so what is this difference that we are meant to live in? Forgiveness. Forgiveness is the central thing that is a common focal point through Jesus' whole ministry. When John the Baptist appears in the wilderness announcing Jesus' coming, he announces a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And that is how we prepare ourselves and make room in our hearts for the coming Christ. We hear this every Advent. And when Jesus announces, as he reads from the scroll of Isaiah, his ministry on earth, he announces a time when the prisoners are set free, the blind see, the lame walk, and a time of forgiveness. When Jesus tells his disciples in the night in which he was betrayed, what to expect and what to remember. He brings a cup that forgives us and all people. When Jesus teaches us to pray, he teaches us to forgive one another. When Jesus rises from the dead and meets us out in Galilee, Jesus talks about forgiveness, not only for Peter in the threefold way that we hear him tell Peter to feed his sheep, but we also hear forgiveness for all of us as we break the bread and remember all that's been taught to us. And now we remember just last week as Jesus ascends into heaven that he leaves them understanding that there is to be a baptism. Once again, a baptism, just like with John, that focuses on repentance and forgiveness. If we want to talk about our holiness, we talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness, when it's well taught, seems so permeated in our lives that it couldn't possibly be different. It couldn't possibly be something that's unlike the rest of the world. But it doesn't take long to look at the rest of the world to realize just how different being willing to forgive one another is. Just how special being willing to forgive one another is. Just how transformative being willing to forgive one another is. If you want to be different in this world, be willing to forgive. Not just seven times, but 70 times seven. If you want to be different in this world, be willing to give another chance and another and another. If you want to be different in this world, admit your mistakes and repent. Change your ways again and again and again. If you want to be different in this world, do not cover up what you have done 
but let it sit in the light and trust in something that is truly not of this world, grace and mercy and forgiveness. It's holy. It sets us apart. Here on the birthday of the church, we celebrate with Ava and with Diana, two more people standing up, recognizing inside themselves faith. They affirm the faith that they were baptized into. They affirm the faith that was poured over their heads before they even knew what was going on. They affirm faith that's been taught to them from so many different people in so many different ways. They affirm this holiness whether or not they even understand it yet, they affirm it. And you and I know that our lives are one long process of confirmation, of hearing these holy things, of looking out in the world and desperately trying to see where we are able to still see the holy things of God in Christ Jesus in this space and out there. We desperately try to do the work of looking for the God that we hear here, that we sing here, that we paint here, that we eat and drink here, and finding them out there. It's one long process of confirmation, one long process of affirming how the holy is still found in our lives. In our lives, in our lives, there will be holy things. The promise that was made to the disciples is made to us too. That the Holy Spirit will be sent. The Holy Spirit will be there to clothe us with power and make us different. Make us beyond our own means and beyond our own abilities, able to forgive, able to repent able to change. I am so, so thankful for forgiveness in this world. I'd be up a creek without it. We all would. So this week, look for the places where the boss isn't telling you to do anything. That is to say, look for the places that are unshaped, unformed, unknown in your life. The places where you have question marks, the places where you have doubts, the places where you have curiosity or anything else. Look for the places that are being shaped by this different, special, set-apart Holy Spirit. Look for places to forgive, Look for places to repent. Look for places of grace and of love. Be different as your Father in heaven is different. And give thanks that the one who calls us to forgiveness forgives us. The one who calls us to love loves us. The one who grants us the ability to show mercy has mercy towards us. And that we are not alone in this. God be with you, with all those who affirm their faith, 
the church in the world. May we be different. Amen.